When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Irioki. Join me and my friends as we explore the darker side of the Sooner State. Here we go. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Irioki, and I'm here tonight with Whitney Willis. Hello. Uh, which, she was in the last two episodes, but we were in my car, and tonight, we're in my study, which feels really weird. It feels super weird. I actually think this is the first time I've been in your house since the pandemic started. It is, yes, and you were the last person that was on the podcast in this room to yeah. record like you were the last person because it was actually it's kind of funny we were just talking about this before we got on the mics um you guys probably remember that episode Whitney gave me a present and it was a tour or not a tour it was like a night of ghost hunting at the mm-hmm. Overholster mansion mm-hmm. and uh it was such a bummer because like I, I mean obviously with everything that happened with the pandemic this is like small potatoes but it obviously got canceled mm-hmm. like when all that started coming here and mm-hmm. like we realized like oh hey it is actually in Oklahoma like it's it's a real thing like it's really here and um, anyway we got news probably a month ago mm-hmm. that they had rescheduled it yep. and so this will go live Friday morning and Saturday night Whitney and I will be ghost hunting. I am so excited. I'm I can't so wait. Excited. I'm so excited too. So I, if anybody is, if anybody's going to go reach out to us, like on social media yes. and we can like say hi and we can hang out while we're ghost hunting or whatever. Yes, definitely. So, what do you think we should take? I've got my zoom I recorder. Know. I think I'm going to take my zoom recorder. Awesome. Yeah. Cause that's small and like, I know. I don't know. I'm curious to see the equipment that they bring with yes. them. Yeah. So I'm like super excited about that. I, I want to. Really I want to like learn all the things. Right. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm super excited about it. Like I, um, I feel like I got really lucky in 2019 when I caught that EVP at the Stone Line Inn. You did, girl. I got so lucky. You did. That was amazing. I I remember somebody messaging me about that and telling me they were jealous because I like basically all I did was hit record and got lucky. I remember you messaging me about that and I was, I had headphones in and mm -hmm. I remember when I heard that, like I had tears like coming down. It was that same scary. Yes. Like it was, yes, it was like that feeling when when you see something spooky or hear something spooky and your eyes water. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what happened to me too. Cause I remember, I remember who messaged me even and I, uh, got up and I, I listened to the episode like three times before I put it online because I listened to it once. My mom wanted to hear it early. So I listened to it with her mm-hmm. and I think I listened to it one more time just to make sure. And it was weird. Cause I think I had listened with headphones. I'm pretty sure at least once. Cause I always do, but, um, I missed it entirely. Like I did not. That's crazy. And then when I listened to it after, uh, Sarah told me that it was there, I mean, it just like I clapped my hand over my mouth and like gasped and I was like, oh, my God, this is so crazy. But um, 
But yeah, so if you want to go check that out, check out the Stone Lion Inn episode. It's like, mm-hmm. I want to say it's at like 20, between 23 and 26 minutes into mm-hmm. the episode. Like we're talking about um, the playroom, mm-hmm. I think. It's and a great episode anyway, it just is, in itself. Yes. It's oh, such yeah. a good episode. Becky, so, yeah. Becky is great. Like she was yep. so much fun. And she, yeah, she got me in a little bit of trouble with, with her comments that on that episode uh, when she was saying, you know, uh, telling me, oh, well, do you have a boyfriend? <laughs> like, all that stuff. And I was like, Becky, stop. So, Marnie, do you have a boyfriend? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's how she, are you asking that's me right it, now? Yes, I'm asking you. No, I do not. <laughs> I do not. I do not. I, I used to date somebody that got jealous when I would call Oscar my boyfriend, which, like, that's a whole thing that you need to unpack if you if you're jealous of me calling my dog my boyfriend because like obviously like something is not right there with you not with me (laughs) but yeah so uh but anyway before we get started i kind of want to just like loosen up because this is so weird to be sitting in the office recording like um i think it was good that we did the car episodes because i kind of had something else to focus on Mm -hmm. and i'm so glad that i'm doing this episode with you because i'm Mm -hmm. so comfortable with you like i'm not nervous so um anyway what uh i know that you're dragon boating again like you've I gone am. a couple times i you went just tonight, and it was tonight super cold. oh it was freezing yes and we rode like 4800 meters dear god yeah that's so far yeah it's crazy and cold and wet <laughs> and cold and, and wet yeah. yes oh my god oh that's crazy um so other than that like what what are you looking forward to most now that you've been vaccinated you've had mm-hmm. both your shots i mm-hmm. have two mm-hmm. um so what are you looking forward to I'm honestly looking forward to dating. Yeah. Because I need a man. You need a man. I mean, I don't need a man. (laughs) You want a man. I don't need a man, but I want a man. You want a man? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so funny. (laughs) It reminds me of something I shared, like, not that long ago on my personal Facebook. Um, I am always really surprised at how many married women react to the stuff that I share that's, like, not nice about marriage. (laughs) And, like, I'm like, how did 37 of you laugh at this? Like, because I think I shared something that was Whoopi Goldberg, and it said, uh, Whoopi Goldberg's thoughts on marriage. I don't want anyone in my house. (laughs) That's a good point, though. That is a good point. I just remember, like, so I went through a breakup uh, last Mm. year, like, around February. Right before the pandemic. Right before the pandemic. So, yeah, so I went through a breakup, and then the pan, like, the whole world shut down, and I'm Mm. like, oh, the universe got jokes, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, and it was kind of like, I think that, that's a like a lot of trauma anyway with that breakup and then like to go right into like probably the most traumatic year that we've collectively lived right that's a lot yeah so i can i can totally understand how you're excited about dating yeah Yeah. are you what are are you excited about are you excited Um, about dating are you wanting to go venture out i you guys what i'm saying is marnie needs a boyfriend oh my god oh my god i'm gonna get some messages now oh my god you should Um, message her (laughs) Oh my god, you're gonna get me in so much trouble. She's gorgeous. <laughs> She's gorgeous. Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. I actually did do my hair and makeup tonight because you look I, very good. Thank you. you. Very nice. Thank you. I, I was using a new hair product and I really like it because it's like not crunchy at all. It's yeah, really soft. Your hair looks amazing. Thank you. Um but yeah, no, I uh I think what I'm looking forward to the most, hmm. Probably I like a couple weeks ago I went down to uh Kelly and Brenda's boat. And that was just so nice. Like we'd all been vaccinated, just like mm-hmm. being together in the same room and being able to hug each mm-hmm. other. And we played uh, Jenga with like these giant 
pieces of Jenga wood or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I know that's not an actual tree. No one messaged <laughs> me. So that I think just like being with people and not being afraid mm-hmm. like that kind of that i'm yeah. looking forward to that but yeah yeah it's been nice like hanging out with people again oh yeah yeah i mean tonight i gave you a hug for the first time i know in over know. a year yeah. yeah that's so wild <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah so um anyway tonight we're gonna be talking about something that i a few people have messaged me about this over the course of the podcast and that is pitcher oklahoma so Ooh. i've never heard of pitcher oklahoma that's I don't think I had heard of it until somebody brought it up to me, possibly. Um, Maybe I'd heard of it, but, like, it's basically known as one of the most toxic towns in the United States. Um, Like, actually physically toxic, will make you sick, like... You don't want to be there, that kind of thing. And it's in Oklahoma. And it's in Oklahoma. That's crazy to think about. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is, right? Like, yeah. it's right yeah. out there. Yeah. Like, you Just... can drive to one of the most toxic places in the world yeah. right out there. Um, but, yeah, so let's see. Let's get started. Um, oh, this is really funny. So this episode, I was meaning to record this for the second in- anniversary of Irioki, which is so weird to even think that, like, the podcast has been around for two years. Um, but, yeah, but it has. Um Anyway, and that was my birthday weekend, but that is that has come and gone. So anyway, the main sources for this one are Architectural Afterlife, the Wikipedia page about Pitcher, um, a website called Wide Open Country, and a website called Ghosts of North America. And I believe that that Ghosts of North America is actually like ghost towns, not necessarily hauntings. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so location. Uh, Pitcher's located up in the far northeast corner of the state, like almost in the actual corner. It's sort of in the mid to west portion. Um, it's sort of uh, in the mid to west portion of the state line with Kansas and the county itself, Ottawa County, borders Kansas and Missouri. So it's like okay. right up there in the corner of the state. All right. And to quote Wide Open Country... Today, Pitcher is a ghost town in the truest sense of the term. The school closed down and businesses shut their doors for good. In 2009, the Environmental Protection Agency evacuated the town, deeming it unlivable. The Pitcher area's population dropped from 1,640 to 20 in less than 10 years, less than a decade. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. That's like hard to... And when you hear some of the numbers about what well, the population was, and then why did later. it makes you like wonder why those 20 people still live there if it's mm-hmm. the toxic city, yeah, like the most toxic city? And like, I can understand it though, like, I I think it would be hard, especially if you're older and like, yeah. that's all you've ever known, yeah, it's your hometown. Um, that would be sad, and also, I imagine some of it's probably like financial, like, yeah, just it's not that's so. feasible, but yeah, um. But yeah, so Pitcher was a major national location of lead and zinc mining in the United States. It was part of the Tri-State District, and I didn't know what this was, but to quote Wikipedia, the Tri-State District was a historic lead-zinc mining district located in southwest Missouri, southeast Kansas, and northeast Oklahoma. The district produced lead and zinc for over 100 years. Production began in the 1850s and 1860s in the joplin Granby area of Jasper and Newton counties. Um of southwest missouri production continued until the closure of the pitcher oklahoma mines in 1967 and the swaley or swally mine near baxter springs kansas in 1970 the tri-state district includes three mining related superfund sites the tar creek superfund site in oklahoma the jasper county and newton county sites in missouri and the cherokee county site in kansas and that 
Tar Creeps Super Fund is going to be something we're going to talk about in a little bit. Okay. Because um, I, when I read that, I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, it was like this rabbit hole of just like going like, my God, this is so much bigger than I thought. Like, bigger deal than just like, oh, this town's toxic. Um, so in 1913, according to Wikipedia, the Tri-State District was expanding and lead and zinc ore were found in a claim called the Harry Crawfish Claim, which is now known as the Harry Crawfish Mine. So as a result, uh, a town sort of sprung up pretty quickly, you know, like they do whenever there's any kind of like a, a gold rush mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, silver mining towns. Mm-hmm. Um, at the location, Pitcher was named for the owner of the Pitcher Lead Company, O.S. Pitcher. The city was incorporated in, in 1918, and two years later, two years later, 1920, the population was almost 10,000 people. Jeez. Yeah. And then the height of the population was almost 15,000 in 1926, and later the population declined to around 2,500 by the 60s. Wow. Yeah. So it kind of, it does have that sort of like... I know there's that book out right now about Oklahoma City Boomtown. Like, uh-huh. it kind of, that's kind of yeah. like, it did. It just boomed and yep. then, like, fell back down. Yep. Um, to quote Wikipedia directly, the Pitcher area became the most productive lead-zinc mining field in the Tri-State District, producing over $20 billion worth of ore between 1917 and 1947. That's a lot. That um, is. More than 50% of the lead and zinc u- uh, used during World War One was extracted from the Pitcher District. At its peak, more than 14,000 miners worked in the mines and another 4,000 in the mining services. Um, Many workers commuted by an extensive trolley system from as far away as Joplin and Carthage, Missouri. So it was like, it was happening. Yeah. It was like people, it it was busy. Like it was, people were making a living there. Living little town. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the main problems that arose and led to this town becoming the most toxic town in America were the chat piles. That's chat, C-H-A-T. Um, and it's not a pile of people chatting with each other, unfortunately. <laughs> so so what is chat? I had to look it up. According to Wikipedia, um, chat is fragments of... Uh, wow, I'm reading this word and I'm like, damn, I've never read that out loud. So let's butcher it. Um, Siliceous rock. I'm going to get a message about that. Uh, limestone and dolomite waste rejected in the lead zinc milling operations that accompanied lead zinc mining in the first half of the 20th century. According to Wide Open, uh, Wide Open Country, years of extracting ore from the earth led to large piles of toxic waste from the mines scattered about the city. Um, these contaminated mine tailings, tons of mill sand known as chat, have a severe impact on the environment and human health. The pitcher area became a toxic place. The residents were exposed to the harmful toxins every time they stepped outside their door, but they had no idea of the hazards. Kids would ride their bikes up and down the chat piles. Uh, some parents even used chat to fill their kids' sandboxes. Wow. It's like so sad because that you know, is like crazy. they had no idea. They yeah. they had no idea that this stuff was like uh that could kill them. Like yeah. it was very, very toxic, make them very, very sick. Um and by the time the mining stopped and didn't stop until the nineteen seventies, the damage was already done. Um the groundwater was contaminated with ridiculous levels of lead and the mining induced eroded soil made sinkholes and cave ins a serious risk. Ugh. Um there, there's also something I wanted to note that's on one of the that's on the Wikipedia page. So, actually, the like high school and the junior high and stuff, 
they would use the chat piles for the kids track practice. Oh, wow. Like that's like nobody had any idea that this was that's like crazy. Yeah, they were just having the kids, you know, yeah, just which, like and I'm sure like with an incline, that's a great place to practice. Like, yeah, if you're trying to do endurance running stuff like right. that. It's just like, God. Mm. So it reminds me, did you ever watch Dark Tourist? No, I didn't. Okay, there. I love that show so much, and I love David Farrier. Nobody ever wants to talk to me about David Farrier's <laughs> newsletter. Like, I'm subscribed to his newsletter on Substack. It's the only Are newsletter you? I'm subscribed to. <laughs> That's I awesome. love him so much. So, like, during the pandemic, which obviously is still going on, um, he covered QAnon a lot, like really? extensively, and his stuff was fascinating. And what was fascinating to me about it was, like, He's from New Zealand. He lives in New Zealand. And so, you know, New Zealand did so well. Like, mm-hmm. they were kind of one of the leaders doing mm-hmm. super, super oh, yeah. well. And immediately after that, they had a lot of New Zealand influencers who got into QAnon stuff and started telling people, don't wear masks. Oh, don't, no. Like, this, that, the other, you know, pandemic, all this stuff. And uh, it ended up, they had zero cases, and it ended up making it, like, resurge in the wow. country yeah it was it's crazy and that is crazy his coverage of it was so good like and i just really like his tone and yeah like, he he also did this documentary called tickled which like i started watching it because i was like oh this is gonna be funny because it's like about grown men tickling each other and like <laughs> oh very quickly it gets really dark really really dark what like yes. how like how dark okay so basically like think underground tickling bdsm porn made for one specific individual who is rich enough to have his own porn made wow yeah that's not what it's, i was expecting when i heard that when you said that i was like no way no it's not it's not what i was expecting either like it's super dark and it's <laughs> so like be prepared if you watch it it's not just like oh people are tickling each other it's like <laughs> fucked up but he he did that he also, okay, so he did Dark Tourist, and there's one episode of Dark Tourist that I believe they're in Chernobyl, and you can, like, take tours and stuff, and, like, they give you a little, like, I don't know if it's a Geiger counter or whatever that, like, starts mm-hmm. beeping if it's too much radiation mm-hmm. whatever, and it was him and, like, a bunch of other people on this tour, and David, you know, like, obviously, he's having to make this thing for Netflix, so he doesn't really have the option to be like, let's get the hell out of here. And this one girl had like a panic attack because they had told them before they got there that the levels would only be at like, let's say if if it's between one and 10, which I know I don't think it is. Mm -hmm. I think it's some other scale, but Mm -hmm. they were like, it'll only get up to like two or three and they get there and it's like eight. Damn. Like it's enough that they shouldn't be there. Like they're exposing themselves to dangerous radiation. And this girl's like, this is not what I said in the brochure. Like, (laughs) like, I did not sign up for this. Basically, like, yeah. She was like, no, hell no, this is awful. (laughs) But yeah, this, that reminds me of this. Um, But anyway, so like the kids, like I said, they would use the chat piles for track practice. And according to Ghosts of North America, First, the mining industry disposed of their mine waste, known as chat, in huge mounds right on the ground, creating huge artificial hills, like kind of like what mm-hmm. we're talking about. Yeah. The chat is toxic, and the fine grains from the chat piles blow all over the town and settle on everything, and people breathe them in. Oh. Yeah. So, second, when it rains, runoff from the chat piles gets into the local water supply, 
as does water from abandoned mine shafts where there are no longer any pumps to keep them from flooding and the town water becomes hazardous to drink. The pollution of pitcher caused a plethora of health problems for area residents. So it's literally everywhere. Yeah. It's basically everywhere. like, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's sort of like it blows everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like you're breathing it yeah, in, you step breathing out the door, it in, like drinking it, your, your kids are practicing. In it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Exactly. Playing it's in just, it. it's kind of like a, a Flint, like, yeah, what's, yep. what's going on there. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Sorry. I had to take a drink cause Whitney brought me a delicious passion tea <laughs> <laughs> before she came over here. Um, so anyway, the other problem that arose was that the town had literally been undermined. Um, like all the mining that went on, it was going on under the town. And according to Ghosts of North America, it was later found the mines had been excavated so close to the surface that tree roots could be seen on the roof of the caverns in some cases. Portions of pitcher collapsed into massive holes, which had compromised the ground. In 2006, the Army Corps of Engineers determined 86% of pitcher's buildings were dangerously undermined and subject to collapse. Whoa. 86%. That's a lot. Can you imagine falling in one of those? No. And <laughs> like, I, I, I was I'm just like so, picturing. No, just, and like, isn't the thing about like sinkholes that like they just open up? Yeah, like they I think just, so. Okay. Yeah. Hang on, we're going to Google this because I am, this is terrifying. Okay. Is that the same thing as like, okay, so I saw a video of these kids playing on grass and it was like, like waving. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. have you seen that? It's like I they're running, it, they're I, running and the grass is like waving and apparently it's supposed to be a St. Cole. Jesus. Yeah. And it, oh, that video made me so nervous. I was like, who is oh, taking this video? That's in, that's terrifying. Okay, so this is from the Atlantic, and it says sinkholes when the Earth opens up. Um, blah blah blah. Really, let's see. Um, it says a mine can collapse, allowing the ground above to crater, or a broken water main, or heavy storm can erode a hole from below until the surface becomes a thin shell that collapses at once. Jeez. So yeah, it just happens like quickly. That's my God, there's this picture of this person in a car that what? fell through one. What? Yeah, you need are to Are they look. okay? Uh, I'm, I imagine they are because they look okay, but like, you need to see that. Oh my God. So yeah, so that's kind of wow. what they were dealing with. Like, that's you know, 80, 86% of the town um, undermined, literally. Um, so anyway, uh, let's see. And according to Wikipedia, more than a century of unrestricted subsurface excavation dangerously undermined most of Pitcher's town buildings and left giant piles of toxic metal containment contaminated mine tailings known as chat heaped throughout the area. The discovery of the cave-in risks, groundwater contamination, and health effects associated with the chat piles and subsurface shafts resulted in the site being included in 1980 in the Tar Creek Superfund site by the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. Um, The state collaborated on mitigation and remediation. Did I say that right? Uh, (laughs) Measures, but but a 1996 study found that 34% of the children in Pitcher suffered from lead poisoning due to these environmental effects. Wow. Which could result in lifelong neurological problems. Um, Eventually, the EPA and the state of Oklahoma agreed to a mandatory evacuation and buyout of the entire township. So I guess money wasn't a thing since they're buying it out. But um, the the similarly contaminated satellite towns of Treese, Kansas, and Cardin, Oklahoma, were included in the Tar Creek Superfund site. A 2006 Army Corps of Engineers study showed 86% of, like I said earlier, 
86% of Pitcher's buildings, including the town school, were badly undermined and subject to collapse at any time. The destruction of 150 homes by an EF4 tornado in May 2008 accelerated the exodus. So, um, apparently, I, I talked to John Ed about this, and she had kind of heard about that, but, like, it it was like there were people kind of hanging on, and then the tornado happened, and mm-hmm. it was just kind of like are we going to build back right. in this place? Like, yep. it's, a, yeah, it's just not, yeah. So, um, on September 1st, 2009, the state of Oklahoma officially disincorporated the city of Pitcher, which ceased official operations on that day. The pom- population plummeted from 1640 at the 2000 cens- census to 20 at the 2010 census. As of January 2011, only six homes and one business remain, their owners having refused to leave at any price. Yeah, like, wow. like we were talking about. Um, except for some historic structures, the rest of the town's buildings were scheduled to be demolished by the end of the year. One of the last buildings, which had housed the former Pitcher Mining Museum, was destroyed by arson in t- April 2015. However, its historical archives and artifacts had already been shipped elsewhere by that point. So that's good. That's good. That is good. Um, that reminds me, I need to go down to the mining museum near McAllister or whatever, because some of you may already know this. Like, I think I've mentioned it on the podcast, and I know I mentioned it on Instagram because I was kind of like on a campaign last year to try to find information <laughs> about it. But my grandfather died in a mining accident. So, um, and like, I actually, people did help me find photos mm-hmm. of that actual mine and like what the shaft looked like. And apparently what had happened, so update for all of you that were interested. Um, basically, I think what happened was a car in the shaft, like, mm-hmm. got loose or got, like, um, they were no longer able to control it. And it just, like, started sliding down. And my grandpa was trying to help people, and he got trapped and oh, no. died. So, wow. Um, that would be scary. Yeah. And apparently he was sitting, I think he was sitting on the tracks when it happened and, like, I don't know. It was, yeah, it was Mm. just like really sad, but, um, but yeah. So like I said, you might be wondering what this, uh, Tar Creek Superfund was according to another Wikipedia entry in the 1960s and seventies, health, environmental health and environmental hazards were found at mining and industrial sites across America, such as times beach and love canal on December 11th, 1980 Congress passed the comprehensive, Environmental Response, Compensation, and Liability Act, CERCLA, and CERCLA's environmental programs and initiatives are referred to as the Superfund. Hazardous sites were identified and financing was allocated to remediate them. Um, The EPA established a hazard ranking system and a national priorities list in 1981-1982, respectively. On September 8, 1983, the Tar Creek site was designated a Superfund site with the USGS, the Oklahoma Department of Environmental Quality, which is the ODEQ and the Quapaw tribe acting as the cleanup oversight agencies through the EPA works as led for wait, though the EPA works as lead. Okay. Sorry. I was like, my mind was in the lead poisoning lead for USGS. I was like, wait, what, what the hell are you saying? Okay. Oh my God. Oh my God. Can you tell I'm rusty? Um, so, Okay. Um, and you were probably wondering, because this was like a huge thing that I was wondering about, like what the damage was done to people because mm-hmm. of all of this. Yeah. So um, lead poisoning is especially hazardous to children under six years of age. High levels of lead at this age can produce impaired neurological development that results in lifelong problems. A 1996 study showed 43% of children ages one through five had blood lead concentrations above the threshold considered dangerous by federal standards. Though more recent reports show this number to be lower, 
Another indication of hazards is of hazard is the 24% miscarriage rate for women in the wow. area compared to a national average of 10%. Wow. Yeah, so double. Yeah. And a little more. Yeah, so like, more than yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, empty mines present an immediate danger due to mine collapses. Uh, one collapse, this is crazy. One collapse in 1967 took nine homes. Whoa. That's kind of, that is crazy. That is crazy. Jeez. Mm. So between 2002 and 2011, pregnant mothers of the Tar Creek area and their infants enrolled into a study and were followed until children were two years old. The concentration of manganese in the Tar Creek mother's blood at or near the time of delivery was associated with lower neurodevelopment scores at two years of age. Um, And that's not all. There was damage done to the water. To keep groundwater from saturating the mines while they were active, water was pumped out of the mines. This created a large depression where mining activities occurred. Waste materials and poor quality ore were stored in mined out portions or exploration holes dug to map out mining areas instead of removing them from the mines. These waste materials reacted with moist air and oxidized when mining ceased in the 1960s so did the active pumping of the water out of the mines thus water flowed back into the depressions the mines flooded and reacted with the oxidized and now more reactive heavy metals left over eventually enough water filled the mines allowing water to travel to the surface forming springs of contaminated water at the site of the exploratory drilling holes in 1979 the first contaminated springs of water were documented in 1980, Pitcher first recorded contaminated water drawn from the town's aquifer. Wow. I'm like that. That I mean, that has to be so like, what do you do? Right. At, like, what do you at that point? Like, th- like in Flint, like, do yeah. you just have to buy bottled water yeah. f- and like use that? For, it, I, I mean, and then like, how do you bathe? Yeah. That, that's yeah. What I was yeah, thinking, yeah. Like, how do you I mean, shower? Are you, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure like and like I went off at dinner last night. Um, it, I mean, poverty is like a huge, like not precursor, but indicator of how well you're going to fare in a situation like this. Like, obviously people who are in impoverished areas are like more at risk for all of the horrid things that something like this can do to you. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just sad. It is super sad. And there's no reason that that should not be fixed. Like, um, there's a documentary you can check out if you want to know more. Um, there's a 2009 documentary film, Tar Creek, written and directed and narrated by Matt Myers, and it covers the gamut of the issues related to the Tar Creek, Tar Creek Superfund site, including lead poisoning, mine waste, acid mine water, sinkholes, governmental practices showing racism against the Quapaw tribe, downstream expansion of the Superfund site, and the eventual federal buyout of the residents of the area. Um, And then just a little tiny, like, note that I have about the tornado. So an F4 tornado did strike pitcher, according to Ghost of North America, in 2008 and damaged 150 homes, but it was merely the final straw. From 2000 to 2010, that's when the population dropped from the 1600 to 20. Well, that's good. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that, gosh, that... It's sad. I mean, a tornado is never like I've been through a tornado. Oh, yeah. No, that's not fun. Never good. But sometimes maybe there's a little silver lining. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so the cleanup effort um, has been going on since 1983. But ultimately, the municipality was dissolved in 2013. So 
Yeah. How long that long ago? It's not that long ago, and it's. it's I mean, crazy. it's still. I mean, it's still considered. Like, let yeah. me look. But I'm pretty sure that it's still considered. Like, you don't really want to go there. Like, yeah. It, I mean, I feel like that would be a. Let's see. Uh, picture Oklahoma. Can you go there? <laughs> I my. I just want to tell you guys. I went to college. I have a degree, and I know how to search for things. <laughs> So, like, I just typed in, picture Oklahoma, can you go there? And I just want to tell you, I got a result. I got a hit telling me the answer right off the bat. So, so thank you, UCO, for those all those hours spent on EBSCOhost. <laughs> Let's see. Can you visit picture Oklahoma today? Yes, you can still visit the town. Um, as of the year 2020, uh, some side roads, this is on quirkytravelguy.com. Uh, some side roads are closed due to chat and sinkholes, but the main road that runs through the community still exists and will take you past uh, town into Kansas. So um, I imagine that main road is probably like fine. Like yeah. you know, if people are still able to drive on it, I'm sure they would have closed it. But like if you're going to go, I would say just drive through, maybe like take some pictures mm-hmm. out your windows. Maybe don't get out. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just like, I mean, unless you like to live dangerously. Like, yeah. You know, but but yes, yeah, so if you must go there, if you must go there, <laughs> do so with caution. Yeah, I'm always I'm always so like careful about what I say because I'm like I don't want anybody right? like yeah. telling some police Marty officer told me to go. exactly. Yeah, I don't want somebody that gets caught trespassing. Be like this girl on this podcast yeah. told me that I should go out here. No, I didn't. I have been very careful about that. I have been very careful about that. Um, yeah. So like, and also like. I am such a rule follower that like trespassing would just take the joy out of it for yeah, me. Yeah. I know that for some people there's like yeah. a rush in that. Well, yeah, like you some and thrill. I, yeah. You and no, I are like, we're the like biggest no, rule followers. No. <laughs> yes. Like we're like, no way. Like we're gonna like not get arrested. That's yeah. like I am way too pretty for jail. Like I would not fare well. Um, I I would cry a lot and like same. Just, it would be bad. Girl, same. I, was, I wouldn't get my Starbucks. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I John John Ed and I talk about this a lot, and I'm like, if I'm ever gonna go to prison, I want to go to prison with you because I know that you would keep me safe. Like you're tough, you would keep me safe. <laughs> but yeah, we we joke about that a lot. She's like, yep, I would run that block. <laughs> so funny. But anyway, um. So, yeah, so that's about it. You have any, is there anything that you've been watching, binge watching or listening to or No, I haven't, been, or? I haven't been watching anything, really? honestly. Yeah. yeah, I go through phases where I like want to watch TV mm-hmm. and then phases where I don't. And right now I'm in the phase where I don't really want to watch anything. I understand. Yeah. I, <laughs> what um, about you? I, so I binged Bridgerton, um, which I did not really think that I was going to like it. But mm-hmm. then like in the first episode, like within the first few minutes, there's like a really explicit sex scene. And I was like, okay, you have my attention. Like, <laughs> let's continue. And the sex scenes just keep coming from there. It's very, very, if you, if that makes you feel weird inside, don't watch it. But it's, if you like that, then very much watch it. Um, but yeah, I watched that. I watched, um, let's see. There's that show out right now. I have not watched all of it. Like, Johnetta has been trying to get me to watch it. It's the uh, Clown and the Candyman. It's about John hmm. Wayne Gacy and Dean Coral. Oh. Yeah. So, there's a lot of stuff about, like, child sex abuse. Yeah. And, like, so I don't really know. Hard. Yeah. I don't know that I could watch that. Yeah. It's hard. It's it's a it's a difficult watch. Um, I watched the Night Stalker documentary, which was pretty good. Um, I, okay. So, I recently subscribed to, like, the History Vault. 
and because I'm a nerd, and the only way that I could get access to this one specific episode of this one TV show from like 2003 was by subscribing to that, and that was their episode about vampires, um, which was it was I think it's on History's Greatest Folklore is the name of the series. It's episode three of season one, and it's vampires, and my girl Catherine Ramsland is in it. Awesome. She, I love her so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I love her books, Ghost and Piercing the Darkness. I'm obsessed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was super fun. That one, I've watched it a whole bunch. I watched it with somebody and I have watched it multiple, multiple times since then. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, it, I don't, I think there's something wrong with me. Like, I will watch documentaries for comfort, even if they're about <laughs> yeah. something kind of yeah. dark. Like, mm-hmm. it, I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. But, but yeah. So, do you yeah. have anything like you want to? plug or yes go slide into marnie's dms oh my god oh my god okay so that's I'm gonna, it i'm gonna have to beat whitney before she leaves <laughs> yeah that's all i got that's all you got oh my god you're so bad <laughs> okay so i don't really have too much um other than i've got a book a new book out right now the haunting of solomon house you can get that on amazon or you can buy a signed copy from me which people have been doing and that makes me really happy do it i've got actually uh like eight or nine books sitting behind me that are just waiting for a new home oh 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 i, I got my uh i ordered the irioki tank do you like it oh my god it's so cute i really like and it's it it's super comfy too it's so comfy it's that love it. bella canvas yes like, i love that bella brand it's, yeah it's amazing that's what yeah. my go, bill- get, go get you an irioki <laughs> that's what my tank. Bill- my billy bobs uh <laughs> tank it? Top. Yes, yeah. it reminds yeah. me of that mm-hmm. yeah it's that real soft like, yes yes and i ordered a t-shirt also and it's i am so happy with it like it, the quality is really great so go to irioki.com grab you some swag and um i think that's all i've got follow me on instagram at irioki also like i have not been on instagram in probably like a month um i only get on there to check messages and then i'm like <laughs> i dart out as quickly as possible because for some reason social media has been like stressing me out lately girl same and yeah whitney is like taking a hiatus yep. from i'm i'm always yep. like whenever i mention you in the group i'm like whitney is on a hiatus because i'm yes. like i'm like i don't want y'all to think that whitney dumped me yeah no <laughs> yeah she still she still loves me we're still together we're still together that's right i saw an article that two best friends in like germany had gotten married really yes and they were just like our love transcends romance I and i was that. like i was like for real for real it was really check cute. back with us in like 10 years exactly yeah yeah we might be married <laughs> and raising uh shelter dogs on a big acreage yes. yeah oh my god that's funny um so anyway yeah follow me on instagram if you want uh you're probably gonna get more interaction with uh me and everybody else if you join the facebook group which is eerie okies that's we have a lot of fun in there um but yeah so i think that's all i've got bye y'all stay spooky